State Space Program. I'm joined by Teddy King, the WWA heavyweight champion. Uh, he's got that golden belt in the Kentucky, uh, what would you call it, a federation of uh, wrestling, wrestling as we used to call it when we were kids. I've actually known, uh, I know him as Josh, um, known him for a really long time, like 20 years uh, we've been going to school together since kindergarten, and now he's the WWA champ, and I have a podcast, so uh, I'm putting them together. So, one question I've been dying to ask you, but I just, I can't, I'd never think of it when I'm around, is what's what's up with the name? What, uh, Teddy, you know, I've never known you by that until a few years ago. What's, uh... What inspired the name, I guess? You know, uh, first of all, uh, thanks for having me on, Jake. Uh, I really like what you're doing with the podcast. I try to get that up and running for you. Like you said, guys, uh, my name's Teddy King, the current WWA heavyweight champion. Uh, as far as where the name Teddy comes from, uh, if you guys didn't know, uh, I was in the United States Marine Corps, uh, Corporal in the Marine Corps, hoorah. Uh, but the name actually came from, I guess, some of my buddies from the Marine Corps, you know, uh, said that I came off like kind of an a-hole. But uh, <laughs> once you got to know me, you know, I was just nothing but a big teddy bear. And uh, uh, teddy bear kind of went from that down to teddy. So the name Teddy just kind of stuck. Okay. So, all right. So uh, speak on being in the Marine Corps. What did that What did that teach you that you're bringing to wrestling now? You know, uh, what I could bring from the Marine Corps uh, to the wrestling ring, I guess, would be the work ethic. You know, uh, they teach you the three moral values – of the Marine Corps are honor, duty, and respect. And those are three key things, you know, that you have to have in the wrestling industry. Uh, paying respect, you know, to the guys that came before you, you know, that paved the way for you. Uh, having the courage, you know, to uh, get out and, and try new things, be in front of a, a large crowd, and doing your duty, man. Uh, you know, as far as putting on the best performance that you can, you know, each time you step through that curtain and step into a ring no matter where you're at. I see. So, uh, you spoke about wrestlers that come before you. Uh, Roddy Piper comes to mind with the uh, his passing, you know, uh, recently uh, this week, right? Um, you have anything to say about about that? I mean, any thoughts on it? Any? Do you know uh, Piper was probably one of the best stick men, as we call them, uh, in the business or uh, microphone men, you know, that there was uh, to ever live. He uh, he had his segment Piper's Pit, you know that he had some incredible guests on, you know that that spanned for a course of years and years. Uh, probably the most memorable moment for me was uh, when he had Jimmy Superfly Snuka in Piper's Pit, and you guys will probably know what I'm talking about here. Uh, when he actually smashed the coconut over his head, you know that was uh, that's probably one of the most iconic moments in the entire wrestling business. So uh, you know Roddy's definitely one of those guys that paved the way. For the Steve Austins, you know the the Dwayne Johnsons, those kind of guys. Okay, so, all right, so you're saying he just he was one of the best. I think uh, I remember I watched wrestling for a few years when I was a little kid. Uh, I remember Roddy Piper in uh, WCW and uh, some kind of cage match. I remember him being in wearing the blue trunks underneath the kilt, and you know, uh, really respectable guy. And, I mean, he was Rowdy Roddy Piper, but he really wasn't that dirty, you know? Like, a lot of a lot of them got really sexual and crazy, but I feel like he kind of reeled it in some. And you know, uh, Piper wasn't, I guess, raunchy, but uh, he was he was definitely dirty as far as his in-ring work went. He oh, was, definitely, he was yeah. One, one of the, you know, top heels, man. He just had a way of... You know, going out there and just really pissing off the crowd. I mean, you know, oh, when when you see he was a, guy, a villain. When you see a guy walk out there, you know, in a a kilt, you know, and he he's beating up your favorite wrestler, that, that's <laughs> obviously gonna make you really mad. I can see that. Uh, all right, so how uh, how about your 
I guess, uh, how do you classify your style, in, both in the ring and out? You what? know, uh, I guess as far as my in-ring work goes, um, I like to try to play, you know, a lot of – I like to try to bring the old school, you know, mix it in with some of the uh, new school style. Uh, some of the old school guys, you know, that I like to pull from quite a bit. Uh, Magnum T.A., uh, he's a, a guy that before his motorcycle accident – I believe it is a car accident. I'm not sure one of the two, but uh, but Magnum had a bad uh, motor vehicle incident, which shortened his career. But uh, before that happened, you know he was he was on on his way you know to being Hulk Hogan. You know before Hogan w- was Hogan. And as far as uh, today goes, Dolph Ziggler, uh, Ziggler man. You know if, if you look at everything from my boots to kind of my uh, you know like flamboyant I guess style at times uh, to the move set to the whole deal. Uh, Ziggler's one of those guys that's very, very underrated. He's one of the best workers in the business today. That's, uh, I guess, he's not really getting the push, you know, that he should be getting. That's kind of, kind of disheartening, really. Okay, so you're, you got your, you, you kind of, uh, were inspired by him. Uh, but what's your, uh, I don't know, like, Specifically in the ring, like what's okay? What's your signature move? I guess is, would be a question for the people that don't know that it would happen to be listening to this. Like, what is your move? Because I know a lot of people are thinking, oh, Goldberg back in the day had the jackhammer, and Hulk Hogan's got the leg drop and everything. But what's yours? What's your specialty? You know, a uh, uh, signature move or a finishing move is something that defines a wrestler. You know, it really like tells you, you know, like when, when they hit that move. It's done, you know, kind of like uh, oh, talking yeah. about how Hogan had his leg drop, uh, Goldberg had the jackhammer and the spear, uh, Undertaker with the tombstone, you know, Sean with the sweet chin music. Uh, for me, I use a move called the drop set. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, pretty big into uh, working out and, and staying fit. And in the gym world, you know, your last set typically your drop set, you know, where you just keep dropping the weight and dropping the weight and dropping the weight yeah. until, uh, you know, you obviously, you're so fatigued that you can't do any more. So I thought, you know, that was a, a fitting name uh, for my okay. finishing move. Okay, that's awesome, man. Uh, all right, so uh, I guess I also wanted to ask, because uh, as far as before you became a wrestler, really the only thing that you and I – uh, one of the big things that you and I had in common was that we both liked wrestling back in the day, and we both played with wrestlers. Uh, those uh, action figures—they're like six inches tall. The man, we had the the whole arena set up, man. The WCW Nitro arena set up. Like, uh, do you think that that, as a child, really kind of uh, brought it? to the back of your mind at least, and then that's possibly why you considered it uh, later to actually go into wrestling? You know, I, I think uh, like growing up, you know, being a wrestling fan uh, definitely helped. You know, like you said, man, we would, you know, spend our parents' money at, at the time, you know, uh, countless amounts of dollars on these yeah. action figures, <laughs> you know, and uh, – Trash cans and chairs and oh yeah like, ladders <laughs> yeah you know like the uh, the the slamming buddies and yeah you know, yeah, the, yeah the video games I had Macho Man we had everything you know like so elaborately set up that we would take the boombox and play their entrance songs you know as they came out <laughs> to the ring you know we put together you know pay per views and different shows and have matches and we were so involved you know with these uh, with these action figures you know like, like hoping and wishing that one day. You know, that somebody would be, you know, playing with our action figures kind of the same way. I think uh, that's definitely, you know, one of the bigger things that uh, I can look back today, you know, and go, you know, wow, you know, I, I hope to make it to the top one day to where some kid for Christmas is asking for my action figure, you know, and inviting his buddies oh, over man. to, you know, kind of <laughs> kind of play, you know, that, that same role that I did as a kid. So I think that uh, definitely has a big influence, you know, as far as uh, me becoming a professional wrestler myself. All right, so uh, so let's talk about the WWA. Uh, the the uh, what would you call it? A company or a uh, yeah, what is yeah. that called? Uh, you know, uh, it's uh, the World Wrestling Alliance. Okay, uh, they were started uh, by Chris Waddell and Ray Waddell uh, out of Central City, Kentucky. Uh, you know that they started off uh, as a very uh, you know small local company. Uh, today, we run two cities a month. 
Uh, and I'm going to drop this right now. This is a first-time exclusive. I can't go all the way into it, uh, obviously, for certain reasons. But we are looking to pick up a third city, uh, which will be in October. Uh, and I'll say that it's it's uh, it's within an hour of Owensboro. So, uh, yeah, you definitely want to be on the lookout uh, for that. You can find all your latest news about the World Wrestling Alliance at WWAisnow.com. Also on Facebook, search WWA is now, and the Twitter is obviously WWA is now. But uh, you know, uh, the company as a whole uh, started off with a very small setup. Uh, you know, not uh, not a lot of elaborate details. Uh, today we've got you know uh, customized ring aprons, uh, customized and entrance, uh, you know, guardrails. Uh, we've recently put a new canvas on the ring. There's lights above the ring, man. Like you know, you just uh, you go to a show. And it's, it's unlike any of these other, you know, crappy indie companies that you see, you know, running around out here looking like a bunch of hobo. <laughs> they got, they got a car, a big cardboard box for the ring and, and uh, bungee cords for the ropes. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you go to some of these shows, you know, and you're like, how? Like, why did you think that you could, you know, put together a show and, you know, crap, like take a giant dump? Like, all over this wrestling business that so many people, you know, before you have worked their tails off to, to put on. To and, make right. Yeah. And it, it looks like, you know, like, you and your buddy just thought, hey, we're going to, you know, build this makeshift ring and uh, have us a wrestling show. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think, you know. That, I got the truck, Scooter. <laughs> I, I think, you know, that's where uh, that's where a lot of the industry gets its bad name from. You know, it's from these wrestlers. You know, that's really, uh, it's really not what the WWE is. You know, the WWE it's a uh, it's a, a wrestling company, you know. I mean, you're gonna go there and you're gonna see top level performances, you know, whether it's from the first match or the main event, you know, it's just something different. Uh, high flying impact, the whole car through. That's awesome, man. I, I actually went uh, to a WWA show. Uh, I don't know about a year ago, maybe, maybe, maybe a year and a half ago. And yeah, I think uh, you were down in uh, in Bowling Green. Bowling Green, you know, yeah, we were yeah. Running a show down in so Bowling you go Green. to Bowling Green at Central City, right? It's uh, Livermore, Livermore, yep. Owensboro. Is it Owensboro uh, we, ever? We haven't done uh, Owensboro yet. Oh, okay, but uh, you know, uh, I, I'm obviously from Owensboro, so I'm hoping I'm Me trying too. to push it, you know, in that uh, in that direction uh, here fairly soon. Okay, so uh, Evansville have, has WWA ever been ever been in Indiana at all? Uh, yeah, uh, they actually uh, ran a show uh, in Evansville at uh, the Coliseum. They ran uh, one night only, where they brought oh, okay. in uh, Jake the Snake Roberts and uh, Hacksaw. That Jim was Duggan. WWA did that. Yes, sir. That's yep. awesome. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. You know, so uh, yeah, uh, you know they they we brought in names. Uh, we brought in uh, the Hurricane, and we brought in like I said, Jake Roberts, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh. Uh, Chris, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, man. Brought in uh, uh, Chris Masters, uh, Carlito, Matt Hardy. You know, so uh, so you know, awesome. when you uh, come to the show, you know, you're definitely gonna gonna get your money's worth out of that. Okay, that's awesome. I uh, I was just asking about the uh, towns around here. I didn't. I knew a few of them, but I didn't know all of them. Uh, that's awesome. That's a really spread out area, though. That's a few hours worth of driving among that whole area of cities and uh it's pretty awesome yeah man uh, it's such it's such a wide breadth of kentucky when you think about uh how much of a landmass that covers and it's all the same show with this a lot of the same wrestlers right it's it's all the same level of show you know is what i'm saying yeah yeah you know uh most of these companies you know they'll uh, they'll go out and they'll get you know you, you go to a, a show and you're not sure you know, which wrestler, you know, that, that you've seen before or haven't seen before is going to be on that card. But uh, the thing that makes the WWA different, I guess, is that, you know, we have our talent pool. You know, like we have our guys, you know, that we work with, you know, show in, show out, that, uh, you know, know what they're doing. They know how to bring it. Uh, they're very, very, you know, good. They're, they're skilled. They're trained. They're honing their craft, you know, every single day. And it, it's – it's uh, a big family, you know, it definitely is. Well, that's awesome. The uh, well, at times it is, at least. It, uh, okay. <laughs> so, are there any other companies in Kentucky that you know of that are doing what WWA is doing? Like that are that big? That are? Uh, you know, um, I would say that uh, 
OVW that uh, runs out of Louisville. That was uh, the WWE's training ground, oh, okay. uh, where you know Randy Orton, uh, John Cena, CM Punk, uh, Batista. You know those guys uh, all started off at. Uh, since then, WWE or yeah, the WWE has moved their uh, their their training, I guess, grounds to uh, Florida to uh. Uh, NXT, but. Uh, OVW, you know, still still runs uh, this, those same high level, you know, shows. So I guess uh, that would be, you know, probably our biggest competition as far as uh, the state of Kentucky goes. And when you, you know, when you're competing against somebody like that, you know, that's not it's not a bad competition to have. Oh yeah, and it's uh and it's fairly close too for uh, the weekend that maybe you guys weren't having a show. Somebody from Owensboro could go to that if they wanted to go to wrestling every weekend. But it seems like you guys are filling up the schedule, so. Nobody's going to have to really do that uh, to get wrestling almost every week. That's awesome. Three weeks a, a month. And how often within that do you wrestle? Do you wrestle every week or is it every other? Or Well, uh, for, for the WWA, yeah, right now we're running uh, two shows a month uh, starting in October. Uh, we're picking up a third date, so that will be three shows a month. And, yeah, man, I'm on every, every show. You know, uh, I'm awesome. out there every single night, you know, on every single show. And uh, – on the dates that I'm not wrestling for the WWA because they don't have a show, I'm out, you know, in other states with other companies, you know, working. So I'm definitely wrestling about about every single weekend, uh, most weekends, you know, two or three times a weekend. So, do you ever have a weekend where you go train? Yeah, um, I've actually uh, been in talks with OVW uh, about coming down to train with Rip Rogers, uh, who is a, a, a classic man. He, he is a, a legend, a veteran of the ring. Uh, and he actually, you know, runs a school out oh, of OVW. Awesome. Uh, so I'm hoping, you know, within the next uh, month or two to get down there and, uh, get some, get some good training again with Rip. So I wanted to talk about, uh, about five summers ago. It was five summers ago, five years ago from right now. Uh, you and I made some music, actually. You used to uh, rap. Uh, and you used were, to try to rap. Dude, you were pretty damn good. Uh, okay, and I, I actually, we should tell a story in a minute about that, but uh, about how good you are and how you used to be able to prove it. Uh, so we made this EP. It's six songs. It was on MySpace, but I think MySpace has taken everything down. But... We could re-release it as a YouTube video or something just to have it out there. But uh, we made six tracks, and uh, I mean, let's speak on that a little bit. Like, you remember, like that was a pretty fun summer. Like, generally a a, a good time being twenty. And oh, it definitely was. You know, uh, we we uh, did the whole music thing. Uh, Jake, your host here, he he was and he was pretty much you know the entire. The entire uh, band, if you will, he uh, he played all the instruments, yeah. you know, made all the beats, did all the recording. I was just kind of that that slacker, you know, that uh, <laughs> like wrote it. Just the rapper, just the yeah. you know. But you know, I I wouldn't even say I was a rapper. I was like the, the Jacksonville Jaguars of, of rappers. Like I was, you know, like I was out there crapping nah, my pants like, the entire time. I think you're the Raiders because you used to be really good, but now you've kind of let it slip. You know, I, I think I, that's I, a pretty that's a better metaphor. <laughs> I feel like you know, uh, I was just out there just. You know, making stuff up. Like I, I would have dumb rhymes. You know, like like cat in the hat. Kind nah, of deal. dude. You, we, we. Whenever we made that EP, there was a lot of multi-syllable stuff. There was a lot of really, uh, uh, I, I don't know, just some. Uh, you remember golden days? You remember some of the parts on that? It was all at least two-syllable rhymes. I mean, the rhymes were there, and we both wrote a lot of that stuff together. Uh, some of it, you you just came in and were like, "I wrote this verse." Yeah, and... <laughs> uh, uh, that's that's probably one of my favorite parts. You know about uh, the Ottoman music uh, project that we had going was uh, that we wrote all of our own stuff. You oh know, yeah, uh, the beats were all original too. Everything, you know, we we did it all. You know, like yeah, it was so organic. You know, like, nowadays, you know, everything's made by computer. You know, we're uh, ghost writers yeah. or that, that kind of thing. But uh, speaking about golden days. Uh, Actually, Eric White, uh, E Dub, uh, took that song and made it his own song, which is which is really cool because he, he helped write it. He was the one that yeah. actually wrote that, the chorus of that song. Yeah, so you know it seemed kind of fitting uh, when we got done. He wrote the words and it inspired. We were actually at Gregory Lake down in Muhlenberg County. Me and Josh were uh, 
just watching the fireworks. It was actually Independence Day, I remember. And uh, we sent Eric those lyrics the night before, maybe, or maybe it was that night. I think you sent him the lyrics, and or you sent him the idea, and he sent back the lyrics. And then I had my guitar, and we were just sitting there, and I started playing, and it was just like some, it just the universe all connected, and it was like singularity, and we came up with that in maybe like 30 minutes. We had it, and we were just playing it over and over again, and then you were, I was like, man, you got to write verses to this. Yeah, man, uh, I... Actually, remember we were standing around your dad's old pickup truck. We were, and uh, you had your guitar, and we were just standing there, you know, just kind of messing around or whatever. And you started like, playing this riff, and uh, you know, I, I I texted Eric about some lyrics, and he came back and you know sent me that chorus. And we just kept doing that chorus over and over and over and over again. Yeah, and then uh, you Until know, we got I, it, yeah. I started to you know like slowly put together you know some some, uh, some rhymes to it, and it uh, it actually you know was our our first song. Yeah, uh, we showed it to people. You know, they, they seem to take to it pretty well. Yeah. But, uh, like I said, you know, Eric took that song, and uh, he's actually making it a, a pretty big hit. Uh, that's available on iTunes. Uh, you, you can go find that for him. And it's, there's a video uh, on E-Dub. YouTube. Yeah, yeah, there's a video, you know, on YouTube for it, uh, Golden Days, uh, featuring E-Dub. Uh, it, he actually uh, just dropped a new album, uh, Over... Overrated and, and Undereducated. Under, undereducated, yeah. Uh, man, yeah. He, he's good, you know, guys... Solid. He's playing. Oh, uh, he is. I'm gonna have him on for sure at some point. Yeah, he actually. Uh, we had a wrestling show called Independence Day, which was July 1st, uh, 2015, and he uh, actually rapped me out to the ring. You know, he. Oh uh, yeah, he yeah, did, yeah. Uh, one of his songs, you know, during my uh, ring entrance. So I think that was a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool thing that he did. Do you have? Do you have that song? Do you have? Is that your entrance music now? Uh it's in the works. Uh, actually, uh, you know, the WWA is uh, working on getting a uh, TV deal uh, set up for the beginning of 2016. Okay. Uh, so we're going to use, uh, you know, all original music uh, because, you know, copyright laws and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll probably end up going, you know, with the uh, original E-Dub song as my uh, interest music. So Sweet. be on the lookout for that. Okay. So, well... Uh one thing I definitely want to talk about as far as E-Dub is, like, I was in that video for that song, and I remember, like, uh, we were standing out in that field. There's a shot of us in the field, and then the, the guy that shot the video is using a drone to, to get the footage with a GoPro. And I remember just, like, thinking, man, four, or it, we, we did that footage in January. So it was, like, four and a half years ago, me and Josh just came up with these lyrics I think it was mostly you that did the, or no, he came up with the lyrics, right? And we just had the idea for well, a, he he uh, came what up. What was it? He came how did up that go exactly with the chorus for the song, and we actually uh, did the the verses and stuff. Uh, you actually came up with the whole you know guitar riff and yeah 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 I know that, but I'm I'm saying like who came up with the idea in general? I think you were like, man, we should do a song called Golden Days. About, yeah, and then you you like I remember them golden days, but you didn't have like a total structure to that, and then you just sent him the idea. I think that's how it went, and then he was like, "Oh yeah," and he just he wrote out a full chorus for us, and it was a badass chorus. Like he just came up with in twenty minutes or something. Definitely, yeah. Uh, back in that time, uh, I was I was uh, smoking a lot of pot, and uh, you know we well, uh, that, yeah we were <sighs> hanging too. out, you know, at uh, at Gregory Lake. And I'm pretty sure you know I, I was uh, fully well, fully well. Uh, we were. That was the summer the that K2 was was a big deal. Oh man! So I mean, the I, dragon. I, I did it a few times. That? Yeah. The dragon. It was oh, stupid. Man. It was so stupid, but I did it like a dumbass. And uh, yeah, I mean that you know I did I did it a few times, and I remember taking it to Gregory Lake once, but I don't think you were with me. Uh, no, so Gregory no. Lakes and uh, it's like a RV park, but there are ATV trails all around the RV park. So people bring their RV or tents and four wheelers, and then they just go out back and <laughs> just make a lot of ruts. But uh, we were just hanging out watching the fireworks. We we really had no interest in the four wheelers that trip because we were just so trying to make some music, just trying to come up with some songs, trying to drink some beer. You remember uh, the? <laughs> yeah, I, I remember. You know, uh, try, like trying to sneak away. You know, from my parents. Mm-hmm. You know, telling them I, I was going to the lake. You know, with uh, Jake, and you know they thought, oh, there's you know sweet innocent boy, 
you know, he, he'll be on, on his best behavior. We, we, we sneak away and, you know, drink and, and just party. Now, yeah. that, that was one of the big parts of And then we were steady the just we were steady just huffing K2 like dumbasses. I remember doing it with you like once. I remember you did it with me one time. Yeah, uh, man, it was it was really really harsh. On my it was. Lungs. It was so stupid. Why did we do that? I w- I would never I ever would do, do that again. After ever. that summer, I remember thinking like, or I remember hearing about all the people that were dying from it. It was like, oh my god, like really? Why did I do that? That was it's like so those stupid. bad salts, you know? Like that. Oh, man. I never did that. It's terrible. Oh my lord. I just tried the K two a few times. You got people eating other people's faces off and stuff. Uh, yeah, in Florida, like, people into zombies. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, good lord. Uh, now that guy had other stuff in his system as well, I think. But, uh, I remember the second song we made was about one of my ex girlfriends, and I won't. I don't want to name her, but uh, I had you a. You want to name drop during the podcast? No, 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 not. Well, actually, I could name drop this and then three different girls because I dated three different girls with the same name. He had a fetish for you know girls with with this particular name. I don't want to say it just because you know I don't want I don't want any kind of beef or anything like it going on. But anyway, I uh, I remember writing that song and it was like that was probably I can still go back and listen to that song and it's still so emotional. Uh, just because the song itself is so emotional and so angry. And I remember you were pissed off too and, like, supporting me about it, and we just wrote that song. I think we had that song written before Golden Days, but uh, if I remember right. But then we recorded Golden Days first because when we came up with it, it was like, oh, my God, this is the best. And then it was so good that Edub, once he got, like, solid footing, he wanted it, you know? And it, we couldn't say no to him. I had to redo parts of the beat, actually. You know, uh, the the song that he's uh, he's talking about uh, when it, when he he first showed it to me, it, it was very uh, like rock heavy, and uh, the lyrics, man, they they were they were bad. You know, not <laughs> as as far as like this is terrible. You know, as far as like man, like you cannot say this where other people can hear it. You know, and I I was very uh, hesitant, you know, about uh, doing it. <laughs> and then uh, after a little bit of you know convincing, I was like, all right, you know, we'll go ahead and uh, try to get something planned out with this, and uh, we did, and it, it turned out to be you know one of my worthless. Uh, that's yeah, what you're talking about, worthless. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, it was my, a good uh, song. Favorite, you know, like better songs. It, it was, dude, because cool. it was like uh, I, it was me singing at the beginning, and I'm just kind of like saying, you know, uh, you didn't work out basically, and I'm you know shitty about it, and then. Uh, but in it, in, in somewhat of an artistic way. And then the chorus comes up and it's like, and it's, it was actually lyrics that she wrote that, uh, she gave to me because she was like, this would make a good song. And, uh, it was, it was really cool. It was about somebody being worthless. And it was actually about this person that we knew that used to be my friend. And, uh, she wrote this chorus about him. What ended up being the chorus to that song. She wrote that about him then after like the day after we broke up she went and messed around with him so it was like why wouldn't we use this for the chorus to this song because it's now it's about both of them being worthless and dude i remember when we wrote your verse you it was mostly you writing it and coming up with the the crazy ideas but then i would add just like one bit worse like make it a little worse i remember it was like we were uh, the, the part of the verse was, uh, throw your ass in the lake and sit and bake while we watch your ass fade away or something. And I remember you said something like, uh, what was it? Uh, strangle you with a bag marked IGA. <laughs> Cause I worked at IGA at the time. Yeah. You know, and, uh, if, if you guys are uh, hearing this, um, uh, if these two particular people are hearing this, you know, you know, exactly who we're talking about, and uh, just for the record, Jake didn't say this, but uh, you guys are really shitty, <laughs> and uh, you know that was a uh, <laughs> no, they are really shitty. asshole thing, you know that you did. So well, she has since apologized, actually, uh, and he hasn't, but he didn't really have to because he moved to Chicago. So, but uh, I've I've had like minimal contact with him, and I I haven't been an asshole, but I haven't really been nice, and he's just like, you should come up and hang out. Like, nah, dude, you fucking betrayed me what am i gonna i don't nope. want to get in, but, uh, into that on the podcast but <laughs> but uh that does happen though before people you know, are uh, like that 
all that happened with you guys, you actually had your own uh, music project going. And yeah, he you, and I did. You, yeah. you guys were, were making, you know, some pretty good music. <laughs> Dude, you know, we like, still it, it we still come solid. up. We still come up on Bandcamp. It, well, I I mean, I guess I can say that because I'm not saying his name and the project is dead, but it's called The Good Blue if you want to look it up. It's really girly uh acoustic stuff. It's really girly uh acoustic type stuff and uh it's, you know, <laughs> I don't know I'm not sure who would want to like listen to that now. It's kind of out of almost out of style, but uh I don't know. It was all right for the time being. I, I mean, I played guitar on it, and he mostly just sang and came up with all the lyrics. But anyway, The Good Blue, if you want to look it up on Bandcamp, it's five bucks. Uh, the money goes to his brother who fronted our whole project. So don't don't go and download no, it. No, no, no. Do it because his brother's actually cool and fronted us the money. So do go and download Expecting that we would sell a bunch of copies and make him his money back, but we didn't make him his money back. Because his brother fucked me over, so then I just didn't, you know, I didn't care anymore. And so, he could have peddled them if he wanted to, he didn't. So there's probably so, some way to illegally pirate their music. If you get the chance to, please do, it's very well, good. Or, I mean, download it legitly if you want to spend five bucks on it. You can listen to it first, I think. Or maybe he was a dick and made it where you can just listen to samples of it in like 30 seconds. If so, then illegally download it, because that's shitty. But man, it was you know, it, it was good. I remember uh, I, probably you know uh, five or six months after I had the CD... Yeah. I, was in a, uh, I was in my red Cavalier convertible, which I thought was the coolest ride you know, in the entire oh, it was, world. Dude. <laughs> but, it uh, was pretty decent. That that uh, CD actually uh, helped me uh, with the ladies, you know, a, a couple times. So it's definitely worth uh, <laughs> definitely worth your five bucks if you choose to go. In that I can direction. see that. I I showed it to a bunch of people, man. Because uh, you know, I mean, it was hip hop that I made, like, the, and it was like Kentucky. Just, you know, two suburban kids making hip-hop. I mean, it's not, uh, uh, it's not like a, it, it's not meant to be taken like usual hip-hop. It's meant to be taken from the viewpoint of two Kentucky kids, you know? Uh, another one of the songs on it, uh, was Small Town. Was that the name of the song we ended up doing? Or My Town. Oh, what was it we're, called? We're going back to, uh, the... Odd music now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep okay. going. Yeah, uh, uh, music. Yeah, with the uh, odd music, uh, we had you know Golden Days. There was a uh, small town. There was, was it called Small Town? Yeah, small town. Okay. Yeah, that, and uh, you know that one we both wrote at, that in, was in probably, one night. I think that was probably uh, my favorite song of ours uh, to actually you know record and uh, you know tell people about. I guess because it was a little more uh, fast paced. You know, it and was. I, I, that was probably the song. That I remember the most lyrics to, you know, on the whole uh, EP, if you will. Really, uh, I I can barely remember the chorus now, but I think uh, I think uh, I started out and I was something like uh, on them hot summer days chasing ice cream trucks because <laughs> when you're young, five bucks feels like quite enough. Growing up, yeah, life was simple. All we stressed about was big tests and pimples. Cute girls looking nice with dimples. Shit, I remember them times back when life was simple. I mean, uh, dude, it, it was just—it was probably my it favorite was cool. song. It was like a—that yeah. was like a lighthearted song compared to Worthless, especially. That was just a lighthearted, like, uh, easygoing song. Yeah, you know, just imagine about growing up, man. You know, just you know, growing up, just being a kid, and then uh, you know, Pretty like, kind of like taking you, you know, from like when you're, you know, <coughs> seven, eight years old. You know, uh, you know, it's a year. Adulthood. Oh yeah, that's a. Uh, that was one of the more upbeat songs for sure. Uh, what are some others? There's "Grant Me Flight" was on there. That one was pretty cool. Uh, Eric is on that one. E Dub is on that, and uh, uh, Aaron Miller. Aaron Porter. Aaron Porter. Yeah. Oh, Miller is a is actually a girl I uh, went to college with. That's why I'm yeah, thinking uh, of her. Aaron Porter uh, actually uh, did the chorus for that song. And, and she, she did another one too, talented right? Talented singer, yeah. I think she helped on. Uh, uh, commit, commit, yeah. Yes. What about commit, dude? Man, commit has been a song since we were like twelve. Yeah. And uh, we had that little kid keyboard, and it was like, it was like we started off uh, doing commit when we were probably you know twelve, thirteen years old. You know, on a uh, small 
I guess, keyboard that you would buy, you know, from like Toys R Us or, or whatever. You know, so that had been uh, in the works for years, you know. Uh, oh, it, it had. Since we were 12, years, dude. Yeah. We were 12 and I had that kid keyboard. That was an eight-year song in the making. Yeah, exactly. It was like, uh, I can't mouth it now. I tried, but I can't. Uh, These crimes I commit. It's like, bump. And it just that looped for the whole song. That piano, just a piano loop. And I put a bunch of other instruments on it, some acoustic and some electric guitars. And uh, Edub has a verse on that as well. And that one was that one was sick, dude. I remember that think, one just being uh, think insane. My favorite, I guess, line, if I can remember correctly, uh, from that song. Was something like uh, these crimes that I've committed. My rhymes are custom fitted. My mind, like it, it, <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of you know, boom, 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 boom. It's kind of like, <laughs> yeah. like shut off. Rapid like that. fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, all those songs are so good now that I'm looking back. Like I know I made them, and that's probably why I think they're so good. But uh, another one, uh, playing games. Is that what we ended up calling that one? I think it was called Checkmate. Checkmate, that's what it was. And playing games in parentheses yeah. behind it, that's what it was. Yeah, we uh, uh, actually, you know. That we, one was awesome. I think we mm. uh, wasted four minutes of your time, you know, talking about board games, which we turned into a song, which turned out to be, you know, pretty cool. Yeah, it uh, did. You know, it we, was awesome. We had, uh, you know, references from about, you know, every board game, you know, that, that you could possibly think of. Yeah. And it's a. Uh, yeah, it's pretty funny uh, now to look back at it. I, I really wish I had the files. I may actually just throw them on the end of this podcast. We are back. We're going to tell a couple more stories before uh, we wrap this up. Um, really a big, por- a big portion of uh, our lives as millennials uh has been college um i remember i also told this story uh, or at least a chunk of it whenever i did uh my speech at your wedding but what or at the reception and uh it's pretty awesome when you arrive to a frat house and you're just handed a 40 ounce you know that that night is going to be awesome when it begins like that. Like, I, I arrive at his house, and it's still daylight. It's like 6 or 7 or something, like, in the, you know, in, like, uh, what was it? It was like probably March or April or something, and uh, you arrive, and you're just handed a 40, and it's early in the night, and just drink that 40 to start the night off and play a shit ton of beer pong and hang out with more chicks that, don't give a shit about you than than you ever have before and at one time and the college days and you uh you know yeah it's i mean yeah college that's the excuse i'm going to give this story is that i was in college at the time as well and uh, going to usi and commuting and everything and and then josh invited me down there and i hadn't been yet and i just fucking cruised down for an hour to bowling green and Really, all the times I've been to Bowling Green have been for you, man. But uh, so I, I get there, I get the forty, and it's just a great night. I remember you said all the parties that you had were like that. That you had in Bowling Green were like that. There was probably four hundred people that made their way through that party that night. You know, uh, being in a fraternity at Western Kentucky University, uh, you know, it, it gets its rap. As uh, well, you know, Western's just a, a a party campus, and you know, there's there's way too much underage drinking, and you guys are just there to party and hang out. And I'm here to tell you right now that it's true, every <laughs> bit of it. It's true. Every story you've ever heard, take it to heart, believe it. I've been there. I've lived it. It is true, man. It is such a good time. It's such a good time that I did two years, and then I decided. <laughs> I'm going nowhere. You know, I need to do something else. That's when I, I decided to join the Marine Corps. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, the the good times at Western are never ending. Uh, from everything from the football games, which when I went there, the football team was terrible. Everybody just went to pregame. You know, I just went to tailgate, which you'd start at 10 in the morning and 
by two, you'd be so hammered that you'd have to go to bed and you wouldn't go to the <laughs> Take game. Take a nap. Yeah. yeah. Like you'd you'd nap miss the, the game, whole game. You know, and they, they wondered why they had, you know, low attendance at all their games because everybody was so drunk they couldn't go. Right. You know, it, it was ridiculous. They were uh, eating. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it started on Thursday. You know, from Thursday to Saturday night, it was nothing but nonstop parties. Oh, my Lord. Yes, what? honey, Cody left. <laughs> well, he didn't tell me about. He headed out. Well, Cody in. Cody is not here anymore. <laughs> Ashley rejoins us. And Josh will get a beer. And uh, the space program will continue uh, with NASA, as soon as it will. <laughs> All right. So, uh, really, I just uh, I got to plug Josh. Uh, what's, your, uh, what's your Twitter handle? JoshuaKing992. All right, it's at Joshua King nine nine two. Just in case you didn't hear that, uh, really, uh, when I started this podcast, I knew I had to get a show with Josh since he's prolific in his wrestling career already. Um, at the top of one of the biggest companies in Kentucky, serving several cities in Kentucky, two cities a week or wait, two cities a month, and. Uh, <clears throat> They're just a. Uh, I went. It's a fantastic production. If you get a chance, go see it. I don't want to stay on that as a topic, though. When Josh gets back from grabbing a beer, I'm uh, going to tell more stories. This is the most unprofessional podcast of all time, but I think I'm going to keep a lot of these things in here. Uh, there's no reason not to keep it a little organic and uh, free flow like Josh and I's conversation would have been anyway. Since I've known him for 20 years. Uh, we've been talking kind of professionally and kind of in weird tenses. Uh, but really, Josh and I, we've had so many conversations, it's weird to talk with mics in front of us. But uh, for future guests, it will be a lot different. But since I've known Josh forever, it's uh, one of those things where it's your best buddy, so you don't have to, uh, you don't have to think about it. It's, it's, one, it's really cool. Josh and I's friendship, one thing about it is uh, it doesn't matter if we've been apart for, uh, you know, months at a time. When we hang out, it's like we never stopped hanging out. It's like we hung out last week or yesterday. It's exactly the same. It's like they say that friendships that you have for long periods of time have that going on, have uh, where you can not be around them for a while, and it's just the same. So... Our friendship is very much like that. Uh, you know, me and Josh have been buddies for a really long time. I think, uh, I think, uh, you know, when Jake was younger, uh, his family lived in Owensboro and, uh, you know, we went to Ottoman Elementary School and uh, he and his family moved to Rockport, Indiana. I think uh, the thing that helped our friendship grow stronger was the fact that him and his family moved away because when we saw each other, you know, it, like we didn't know, you know, when we would get the chance to hang out again. So, I think him moving away, you know, was a uh, great contributing factor to us staying friends because when we did get together, you know, we had to make the most of every moment we got. So, uh, I think I would greatly contribute to uh, his family, you know, moving to Rockport to uh, one of the reasons why you know we're such uh, close friends today. I think I would too. And at the time when we were 10 and my parents came to me and they were like, uh, we're going to move across the bridge to Indiana, it was such a big change for me. But, uh, you know, you were like, man, I'm going with you then. <laughs> and <laughs> at the time. And I remember I cried, man. Yeah, like, we both you know, did. Like, yeah, he, uh, you know, he, he told me that he was moving and I thought Rockport was in like California, you know, like I basically, like, yeah, yeah, I like cried, you know, ten year olds, it is. And then like, you know, I uh, you know found out that it was like fifteen minutes away. And I was like, well, that's not too bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we can get there in you know a few minutes. Uh, yeah. And I, I honestly, I part of me wishes I stayed in Kentucky, just based on the fact that high school sucked. And, uh, you know, the, a lot of the people, I, I met a lot of good people at South Spencer High School, but I'm sure a lot of people have that experience in high school where they feel like they should have gone somewhere else. 
And I feel like I should have gone somewhere else. I feel like if I'd gone to Apollo, that I would have had a better time. But then again, maybe we wouldn't be as close of friends. So I don't know if I don't, I wouldn't trade it. You know? Yeah, you know, I, I, I wouldn't trade, uh, you know, the cards that we were dealt and, uh, you know, how the uh, river and the flop came out for anything. You know, I think, uh, like I said before, that that's uh, probably one of the greatest contributing factors you know, to why we uh, stayed friends. You know, they say that uh, people that you spend, you know, uh, a lot of time with, you know, you start to, like, take them f- for granted and stuff. So that's, uh, you know, that's why I think uh, the time that we had apart, you know, brought us closer together once we actually got together. Yeah, I can. I definitely would agree with that. Uh, seems to be that way with a lot of. Uh, it's just people that that you get. If if at some point in a friendship that you have with with different people, you reach a point where you just get that person, and it's just done. You're friends. You know, you're just automatically friends. Uh, if that happens, and some with some people it takes longer than others, but I felt like. When we were six, we were spending the night at each other's houses, uh, playing with wrestlers and watching wrestling and all that stuff, and uh, just, you know, being little boys. And uh, I remember we uh, wanted to play baseball one time, and we didn't have a baseball, so we used a basketball. And Josh was the first one to swing, and. Uh, the bat, the aluminum bat, connected with his forehead off of the basketball, and uh, he had a goose goose egg on his head. We and just did all that kind of shit when we were little kids. If like, any of you guys have seen the movie Basketball, you know, nobody knows how the hell you play basketball. You know, it's it, it's a mix of basketball and baseball. Where in the movie they they would shoot the ball and then run the bases. Well, we, we did the opposite version of that, where you <laughs> hit the basketball and then land the bases. The inverse, yeah. Turns out rubber and aluminum cause a recoil effect, something <laughs> fierce. Yeah, it did on your face, for sure. I remember, uh, it was another time you cried. I remember one time that your your family was always, like, way more... Make me have to look soft, man. Uh, your, your family, just when we were growing up, your family was so much... Like, more kind of rough housing than mine was. And I remember me and Dad used to wrestle. Me and my dad used to wrestle when we were little kids. Or when I was a little kid. <laughs> he wasn't a little kid. He was my dad. Uh, but uh, when I was a little kid, we used to wrestle. And I I know that you and your family did the same. And it was funny. It's funny looking back. I remember one time, you, your mom and you were wrestling on the floor. And she got you in a headlock so good. And before that, you had totally dominated me wrestling wise and i was just felt so inferior and she had you pinned down and i remember hitting you in the back (laughs) and you were like you cried that was the only time i ever made you cry and i I had to have someone holding you down i weeped like i weeped like jesus in the last verse of the bible you know what i mean like damn what a reference i I cried you know like it it was it was uh it, it was one of those moments where I just felt so defeated, you know, because uh, I'm always, you know, like <laughs> been bigger than Jake, you know. I guess like more, uh, I guess like dominating, dominating presence, if you will. And he made me cry, and I, I, I felt so bad. Oh man, <laughs> it's like, just even sitting here talking about it. I'm like, good God. I hope I don't cry. ever get a hit like that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, it was tough. I I remember that night. Or that day, and I remember we've had so many like times. Uh, we remember definitely that that particular time was over Christmas uh, back when it snowed uh, oh, re- okay. re- really really hard, and uh, I think my dad was stuck at work or uh, he wasn't there f- for some reason. You know, so my mom was entertaining us. And we just, you know, started uh, wrestling around. I think you probably, like, pushed her first. Probably, or, or you pushed yeah. Hannah, and she was like, stop! And she grabbed you, and then you started wrestling. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, he... Uh, he One know, of the two. All 95 pounds of them, you know, slugged me right in the back real good. And I was like, oh, man, that hurt. I bet it did. Dude, I, and I frogged you, too. I don't know if you ever knew that, but I frogged you. That was a frog. That was a that was the middle, middle finger knuckle just sticking straight out. He cheated. I did. I did. He's a heel. It, it was dirty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. 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 
I'm Diamond Dallas Page in this Hashtag scenario. Hashtag real life heel. Okay, okay. One one real thing I wanted to talk about. Well, all these are real things, are real memories, but one current thing I wanted to talk about a little bit and just speak on before we uh, before we wrap this up. What uh, what do you think about this Hulk Hogan stuff going on? What do you think about uh, you know he obviously stepped over the line with his comments, but the comments were eight years ago. And he said him in a sex tape in which he was doing way worse stuff than being racist. In my opinion, like betraying your best friend is just probably worse than being racist. But maybe it wasn't a betrayal. Maybe his best friend knew about it. I don't know the the details. But what are your thoughts on the whole scandal, on the whole situation? Yeah, he was uh, caught in a, a sex tape with his best friend's wife, uh, in which he made some some comments, you know, about the uh, African American community. That's uh weren't so positive. Uh, they were pretty negative, yeah. yeah. About his daughter, right? Something yeah. About his daughter. Uh, yeah. Definitely, uh, definitely on the uh, negative side. Uh, I think you know, in the world today, uh, there's no room for for racism. You know, uh, I think that's definitely uh, a uh, a negative thing to say. Especially, you know, uh, Hogan has fans, you know, of uh, all colors and ethnicities and. And backgrounds, yeah. and for him to uh, to go and, and say that, you know, that's that's like career suicide. You know, like he he just went and committed career suicide. I don't know if he never never thought those videos would get leaked out or you know something. Did he know? Like Do you that. know if he knew that the videos were being taken? Oh uh, well, I mean, obviously, if you're making a sex tape, you know, then that's you what I thought. But the videos I thought maybe taken. maybe it was a camera in the corner of the room and he didn't know about it. And well, I mean, you know, like with that, with, with today's you know media, you know everything. Like everybody's and got even a even back a, then a uh, smartphone to take a phone. sex tape. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, Kim Kardashian's sex tape was several years like, ago. Oh my lord! Yeah, like what an idiot! Like you know, growing up. Hulk Hogan was the man, you know. Right. We like, both idolized that guy. Hogan, you know, you like Hulkamania. If, if you asked anybody who didn't know anything about wrestling, name a wrestler. Nine yeah. out of ten, nine out of ten of them would say Hulk Hogan. You know, yeah. it, it, he 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 was bigger almost than wrestling itself. It's just disappointing to me, you know. No, it that, is. That's the biggest thing. It's like it's you just know, disappointing. It's like when you find out there is no Santa Claus, you know. Yeah, it, it, exactly. It's just so yeah. disheartening. Like this guy that I looked up to is, turns out to be kind of an asshole. But uh, uh, do you think? Okay, WWE basically erased Hulk Hogan after that. They they took down all of his stuff uh, from their website and every clue that he ever existed in their uh, company. He just erased them. So, uh, what do you what do you think about that? Do you think they they kind of acted too quickly and harshly, or do you think it was a valid de- decision that they made based on what he said? I mean, what uh, do you think they were too harsh on him? Do you think that he could redeem himself, and they just erased him, uh, kind of hastily? Well, I mean, uh, you know. I can't speak for, you know, the World Wrestling Entertainment, World Wrestling Federation, uh, you know, because I'm obviously not uh, Vince McMahon, but uh, what he said, you know, um, there there's no room for that. Uh, his comments were very mm. belittling to the African-American uh, community. I think what they did, you know, the actions that they uh, took, the repercussions that he's now paying, you know, you reap what you sow, you know. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, he did the crime, you know, now he's uh, he, he's paying for it. But, uh, you know, if Ray Rice can beat his wife on camera, you know, and still play in the NFL, you know, I, I think uh, that somewhere, someday – by some stretch that uh, Hogan, you know, might, you know, maybe able to redeem himself. Okay. Well, I think uh, I don't personally have a really strong opinion on it. I think he did come out immediately and apologize, which he, you know, is pretty much par for the course when you're a celebrity like that and something comes out. But I mean, but was, did he apologize because he was really sorry or was well, he sorry because he got yeah, caught? Exactly. So, 
I mean, he said, that's not what I believe. And I, I mean, if he knew he was being recorded, it's like, why would you say that on a recording if that's not what you believe? But and if he wasn't, if, if he didn't know that he was being recorded and he said it, then you can't say, well, that's not really what I think. You know, I yeah, mean, right. That's 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 really what you even think? even if he said it and he didn't know he was being recorded, that's worse to me because that's just his organic like opinion about things, you know. And he basically made the same uh, the Donald Sterling mistake, the Donald Trump mistake, uh, you know, just just uh, being a racist, like just generally like it's like come on, man. Even if. If that's what you really believe, why at such a high point of of uh, notoriety and of people knowing who you are, why would you even say that? Why wouldn't you keep it to yourself totally? Hogan had cartoons. He had commercials. He had you know endorsements. He was on WWE Tough Enough. He Everything. Had, you know, dude. he had the the Hall of Fame deal, and now he has nothing. Yeah, it's you all know, gone. He has nothing at all. And you know he he just pretty much pissed it away. You know, yeah. Just, oh yeah, was what he did. Yeah, that. I mean, I'm I'm just more disappointed than anything because uh, so many people, including a lot of young people, because he's had such a long career. You know, people our age remember Hulk Hogan even younger than he is now, and even people five and ten years younger than us know him. You know, one of the biggest moments. Uh, in in wrestling, is when the NWO was formed and they had you know that's their, the their, only time I would talk about like their mystery yes. you know third member and you know Hogan comes to the ring and it's Hulkamania stuff and then turns his back and he's now Hollywood Hulk Hogan yeah you know I mean that was a such profound you know memory uh, of, of mine as as a young wrestling fan growing up okay okay. Hulk Hogan also was involved in this in this thing. Okay, you remember when Wolfpack and just the regular NWO when they were kind of feuding, and uh, you remember when their uh, NWO was like, "We got a new mystery member," and you know, blah blah blah. They were really hyping it up, hyping it up, hyping it up. And you and I watched it separately because I was just at my house watching it, and I remember. Uh, I took over the TV at a certain time. Or, wait, I had a TV in my room with cable at the time. I just turned it on in my room when I was a little kid, when I was like nine. And mystery member of the NWO. And then Hulk Hogan and Macho... No, not Macho Man. Hulk Hogan and uh, a couple other people are out there. I can't remember who they... I uh, uh, can't remember who was in the regular NWO at that time. Uh, Eric Bischoff, they maybe. They had half the roster in the Yeah, NWO. yeah, yeah, yeah. So... A shit ton of people from the WCW were out in the ring with Hulk Hogan. And they're like, you know, our mystery member's coming in now. And then I remember Sting dropped in on a rope from the rafters. And uh, he rappelled down. Hulk Hogan gave him a hug. Was like, yeah, welcome to the NWO. And Sting kind of parted his his shirt. And uh, he had... The white NWO shirt on, the white logo, and uh, hugged Hulk Hogan and everything. And then Hulk Hogan turns his back and I, I guess is talking to the crowd or whatever, talking into the mic, whatever. And then uh, Sting rips his white NWO shirt off and it's a Wolfpack shirt. And then Sting joins the fucking Wolfpack with Kevin Nash and Lex Luger and Conan and... Uh, was Scott, Scott Hall, Hall was Scott Hall part of it? Oh yeah. Uh, Are you sure? Kevin Nash and Scott Hall were Lex the, Luger. Did yeah, I say Luger or out, Luther? Outsiders. And Macho Man too. <clears throat> Scott Hall, I don't remember. But I remember the NWO was like a shit ton of people. I think uh you know the NWO within the Wolfpack getting so big uh was what really killed WCW because you had you yeah. know if, if ultimately it did. If you had you know, 50 members of your roster, 35 of them, you know, were in the NWO or... Yeah. Like, it was know, crazy. Wolfpack. It was crazy, yeah. If you have... There was your, only your, five members, six members in the Wolfpack. It wasn't very If your big. entire roster is full of heels, 
then who are your baby faces? You know, who's fighting the heels? The Wolf Pack were the baby faces, I think, of the group. Because Hulk Hogan was kind of the bad guy, you know, within that federation. Like, it was it was kind of funny. You know the writer of uh, all that, a lot of that shit in WCW? Vince Russo. Yeah, he was the writer in fucking WWF that wrote the Undertaker Kane stuff and... He, uh, he was the writer behind the, the show, you know what I mean? Like, he was behind the scenes. That guy graduated from USI with the same uh, degree that I have. He wrestled, too. Vince Russo did a little bit. So, uh, we gotta wrap this up, but, uh, is there anything else you wanted to, uh, for sure say? Yeah, man, uh, I'd like to thank, uh, Jake for having me on. Uh, also, uh, you can follow me on Facebook, uh, name's Teddy King, uh, on Twitter, Joshua King 992 uh, Also, be sure to follow the WWA on Facebook, it's WWA is now. Uh, also, uh, Twitter, WWA is now. Instagram, WWA is now. And the website, uh, you guys can guess it by now, WWA is now dot com. All right, well, this has been... Uh... Probably the longest podcast I've done, which is fitting for the longest friend I've had uh, that I'm friends with, uh, Teddy King. Um, my stuff, I, I'll, I'll just plug the Twitter. It's at uh, JT Astronaut on Twitter. Uh, if you follow me on there, that's pretty much what I keep up with uh, more than Facebook. Cause Facebook's become a lot of dramatic bullshit lately, and uh, everybody and their dog is on Facebook, and it just kind of complicates things but uh this has been the tri-state space program which i just applied for the itunes uh store or uh podcast uh database or whatever and uh hopefully i get that but otherwise you can find this or find my podcast on youtube and hopefully itunes and uh, podomatic.com, which is the host I'm going through. Uh, this has been the Tri-State Space Program. I am Jake the Astronaut. Uh, be on the lookout for a lot of new stuff coming up uh, from me, from Josh, from uh, pretty much my whole network of people. Have a good one.